International. Welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal. I am your host, Pat Royce. With me, as always, is my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Hi, Pat. Hey, how you What's doing? What's up, man? Chillin', chillin'. Oh, and by the way, this is a podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. I'm going to get that right sure one is. of these days. Kath, how you been? I've been good. I just got back from Philadelphia. I was there for the weekend. I did a really fun show at Helium Comedy Club. And I went to go watch pro wrestling and scream my head off. So if Hell I sound yeah. a little hoarse, yeah. it's because I got too excited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's what that's the the remnants of a great weekend. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I always sound like I've currently had a great weekend. It'll be Wednesday, and I'm like, damn, you had a. You, <laughs> are you off on Mondays and Tuesdays? Because you sound like shit, dude. You know, <laughs> dude, you had fun. I can yeah, tell. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I had some fun this weekend too. I went, we did uh, uh, the secret group down in Houston. We did the, their uh, 12,000 degrees, the comedy rap battle. And oh, uh, nice. man, they, they moved it off of the main stage into the black box room. And so like, I just love like just grimy ass chaotic. Like the, the, yeah. like the hosts were drunk. Like Lane was not having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not really Lane's speed. Yeah. No, no, but no. Uh, <laughs> uh, funny th- I actually, when I was in Philly, I met somebody who, uh, a comic there and I can't remember her name now because i'm an asshole but she ran like a rap battle at new movement and she was so she was telling me about awesome people and i was like oh was vanilla press there and she was like dude they're so good at rapping <laughs> like that was like she was like it was funny but like mainly i was just like man they're like actually good rappers yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah was it a was compliment it, from philadelphia was it a uh, al dukes uh yes it was yeah it yeah, was. yeah yeah the lovely al dukes yeah she was a very nice nice person um <clears throat> yeah, it was uh, it was fun as how we went down there. Like the the hosts were were, were, were shit faced, and like things kept going out of order. And I was having a blast, and Lane was just uh, not not happy. Uh, was the crowd tight? What's that? The crowd good? Oh, the crowd was tight as hell. Like, everybody was like yeah. just very loud and into it. It was cool. Um, That's all that Lane has since uh, in the last couple of weeks become one of the acting presidents of his homeowners association, and so oh, Vanilla please. Presley is now comprised of a person who is a president of a homeowners association and me, who I can't <laughs> I can't quite give my contrasting personality traits because they're illegal. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so how about this uh, dishwasher at fried chicken restaurant? Yeah, you, yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's just as bad. <laughs> I, I mean, it's not bad, but it's a euphemism for all yeah, the other stuff. Yeah, I feel. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> it all just it all comes into fucking yeah. It, it comes with the good the package. Yeah, the territory. <laughs> um, man, real quick, I know we don't really ever, ever do this, but I wanted to give a shout out to another podcast. Uh, I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts, obviously. I listen to a lot of other podcasts, but the comedy ones always make me laugh. But sometimes you get some unexpected laughs from the other places mm-hmm. and uh the british history podcast dope ass podcast shout out uh this week there they had an, this episode about a siege back in the day like the siege of chester and the fucking danes were sieging outside of there the saxons inside one they eventually got them to leave by dumping up like millions and millions of bees on them because they had a huge honey pr- oh like, hell yeah yeah they, they poured a bunch of bees on them and they were just like fuck this we're out and the outro music because that was the end of the episode and the outro music was uh Nicki minaj's uh bees in the trap bees bees in the trap oh wow that's <laughs> was, beautiful yeah if you don't listen to that podcast and you like british 
Jewish history, go check it out. It's fucking awesome. But if you just want something <laughs> funny, listen to last week's episode, which is very interesting and ends with, well, I just spoiled it. So fuck it. Do it anyways, though. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's my, that's my point. No, I'll check that one out. Yeah, so now we post this episode. I'm going to be like, hey, BHP podcast, you get a shout out and hopefully, you know, get us some clout. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, you know, speaking of the, uh, of the internet, Kath, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know, as we were just talking about that, um, I got a very internet heavy story to talk to you about today. Cool. I love online. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. We got to get in a little in a time machine. All right. We're, we're not going back very far. We're going back to two, okay. uh, 2008. All right. 2008. Uh, Kathy, you heard of a little web thing. Web 2.0. The dawn of web 2.0. Yeah. 2008. <laughs> the, the, the world will surely look back at it as everything is pre to, pre 2008 web 2.0 and post. And that's exactly that's the line of the sand culturally. Um, yeah. So we're going to go to 2008 and, uh, and the country of Tunisia. For the start okay. of, for the start of the Arab Spring, uh, and of course, you know the Arab Spring was a series of political uprisings throughout the Arab world that uh, started in December of that year in Tunisia. Small protests. I did know that, but I'm extra glad you explained it uh, instead of assuming, because now I can pretend that I definitely knew that. <laughs> yeah, without I, having to be tested on it. Yeah, thank yeah, you. yeah. You're very welcome. Uh, I try <laughs> to take everyone's ignorance into account when I talk to them. Uh, I appreciate that. Now, the Arab Spring was a series of political uprisings. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so small protests turned into large-scale insurgencies, and within the course of a few weeks, um, pretty much the entire political power structure of the region had been totally flipped on its head. Uh, this was, however, like a two-year-long process, and eventually that change came to the country of Syria. So, now most of these pla- most governments were not too quick to hand over power. It was not entirely yeah. peaceful transitions, and uh, yeah, it was pretty rough. Yeah, 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 and Syria was uh, probably leading the pack and being like you fuck no you're not <laughs> yeah that's, i mean that's like why it's so fucked up still. yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah bashar assad just uh was just like oh you, you want to buck up i will kill you in the streets and it's uh totally totally fucked up but uh in 2011 the uh, serious citizens had what they called their day of rage uh mm-hmm. the day of Good rage. Name. yeah yeah right fuck yeah the day of rage what, what do we got oh the women's march fuck out of here <laughs> they the day it. of rage you just play rage against the machine like oh i thought that's what we were doing i thought we were just playing a little bit of rage <laughs> i mean they're political account oh yeah 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 it's the same thing listening to rage is the same thing as protesting <laughs> so uh now, yeah, they had their day of rage, and this was going to kick off their, uh, the nationwide uprising against the regime of Syrian President Bashar al-Assad. And, you know, as we can see on the news still, shit got very violent very, very fast. And uh, the Syrian government began slaughtering its own citizens in the streets. The world watched and worried. Uh, some might say that's all they did. Um, anyone with a relative or a friend in Syria fought desperately to find any info they could on the safety and well-being of their loved ones. Uh, one particular citizen who was concerned for um, who was, was concerned for was a young woman by the name of, of Amina Araf. Now, Amina Araf was a blogger who lived in Dam- Damascus. She was a dual Syrian American citizen with an American mother and a Syrian father. Uh, she was born in Staunton, Virginia, in October 1975 to Abdallah Ismail Araf and uh, Carolyn McClure Araf. Now, her mom's side uh, had immigrated to Virginia from Ulster in 1742. Four decades later, Miss Araf added, their uh, mother's family fought in the American Revolution at Yorktown, earning her the right to be in the Daughters of the American Revolution. So, okay. pretty interesting story. Her family moved to I, Syria. What? I, I know what that is. Like, I know that people talk about that, but, like, what is that? I, man, I think it's just, like, a fucking club for white women to be a dead yeah. ass, honest with is you. Is it yeah. just, like, a... a- <laughs> 
wasp hangout? Like, yeah, I, I think so. Because like my my first girlfriend, whose family was Texas 2.0, uh, probably currently upgraded to Texas 3.0. Um, <laughs> like, no, like her father was a camo jacket and her mom was a deer skull. Uh, <laughs> they were uh, they were part of like the daughters of the Texas Revolution, which is just. I guess they're like, oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. That's like probably a way more fun club to hang yeah. out in. Like, <laughs> shotgunning Lone yeah. Stars and yeah. stuff. It's cool. Uh, yeah. It was only 150 years ago. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that, so like, I think and it's just failed and yeah, yeah, <laughs> it didn't quite work. Uh, I think that, that the, I, I think that like, those are just essentially, it's like, historical societies and just uh it's, it's kind of a um, i think it's like a status symbol more than anything yeah like they probably do like bullshit philanthropic stuff and yeah 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 they okay. fucking do like food drives for the poor fucking sheep Assholes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> let those poor people starve uh, now uh now the reason the world knew uh amina araf was that uh since she was a blogger uh she lived in damascus and her her blog that was very very popular world worldwide uh was called a gay girl in damascus because amina araf was a lesbian who lived in Damascus and that in and of itself very brave <laughs> was, the, was the blog like pre the revolution or did it start like during the Arab Spring it was it was, it was pre-Arab Spring so she had been okay, doing the blog so she already had like a following and then this yes happened. and this happened okay. and, and in her, her her followers you know they uh you know they got worried uh, so yeah. now her family had moved to Syria when she was six months old and she grew up between the two countries. Uh, she spent a long period in the U S after 1982 when an Islamist uprising in Syria was being violently put down and she realized she was gay. She said when she was 15 and it terrified her, you know, I guess, you know, that would, um, because at the time she was uh, planning to attend Agnes Scott college in Atlanta, Georgia. And she decided oh. to not attend because she was actually troubled by the number of open lesbians on campus. So I, I think that happens sometimes in people's sexual discovery. They're like just figuring out what they are. And they're like, I'm not going to hang out anybody else who is i might do it you know <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so uh so yeah so she came out she actually eventually uh came out at 26 and returned to syria to enjoy a calm life uh she actually taught wow. she taught english until the uprising uh closed classes uh amina experienced prejudice she said in both the u.s and syria but said she saw no conflict in being both gay and muslim and she described her experience uh in finding other gay women in syria on her blog and it just it took off it was wildly popular she was yeah. uh, very open candid and people loved it so uh and her position as a dual citizen you know it informed her political and cultural perspective and as well as being a lesbian so there was just numerous things she had insight on that your average citizen does not mm-hmm. now a homosexual a homosexual activity is illegal in syria it's punishable by at least three years in prison at least three years in prison and it is um i don't want to be uh distasteful it should not be illegal anywhere to be homosexual but it's like oh you broke the law guess you have to live 24 hours (laughs) with several other hundred women who also broke the same law hell yeah sorry for you yeah and they're just fucking taking showers and like giggling it's like (laughs) pillow fights and shit i mean it's it's rough on the inside but (laughs) (laughs) i know it really is bad but it's like yeah, uh, you know if if everybody is getting arrested for homosexuality and they all go to the same prison, yeah, yeah, could be all right. Could yeah, be, yeah, could I, be worse. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I could think of worse places to hang out. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now. Um, yeah, now, although uh, Syria's uh, human rights... Uh, yeah, so it's very uncommon for gay Arabs to be open about their sexuality, regardless of yeah. what country, just that entire region. It's just not common. Um, yeah, now, although... Syri- what's that? 
it's just like i i can't think of a country that's like super cool with it yeah 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 uh and so uh, although syria's human rights record is among the worst in the world uh, according to the human rights watch amina did write openly about her sexual orientation her experiences and her aspirations and she truly believed that her story could impact political change and that political change could improve gay rights so this was going swimmingly for her for a while. And sure. then uh, Amina was actually going to work on a book of her writings. It looks like she was carving out a little career for herself. Uh, she had gained popularity after her blogging about the Syrian opposition movement in the face of the government's crackdown on protests. At this point, the media and Western countries started to pay attention to her blog around May 2011 because this is when like the uprisings were happening. So her blogs were taking on very political tones. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it was uh, well served for the world to hear, you know. And her uh, her family was well connected with relatives within the government and the Muslim Brotherhood. So, being politically active in the Syrian government. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, the government, okay. yeah, the, the Syrian government. Uh, and now she said that being politically active was a natural thing for her. However, she described that unfortunately, for most of my life, being aware of Syrian politics meant simply observing and only commenting privately. Uh, Amina had been increasingly critical of the government in the months of the Syrian uprising. And in April, Araf told how, uh, told about how her father was confronted by two security agents who came to arrest her, threatened to rape her and accuse her of being involved in an uprising plot. Uh, yeah. When the unrest broke out, she described the events like, you know, down to the minute to the wire as, you know, as they were going on mm-hmm. now. Um, now then of course, you know, shit, yeah, like this is the, the the political uprising. It's the the you know Bashar Assad, uh, the the Assad regime. You know, it's like nothing nothing's going good for her. So at this point, uh, on June seventh, uh, one of her close friends updated her blog for her. Her friend was a woman named Sandra Bagaria. And Sandra, okay, so hold on, I just yeah. want to be sure I have it clear. So they uh, arrested her because of her blog saying she was part of a counter a revolutionary plot. Like the Assad government arrested her. And then, so her blog wasn't updated, and then her friends updating it for yes, her. Yeah, Is that yeah, right? Yeah, okay, yes, cool. there, there's a small lapse. Uh, her her friend um, her friend uh, pops up, and she says that. Um, yeah, that she had been uh, she had been arrested and uh, had been hiding in four or five different apartments in four or five different cities across Syria uh, since two young men appeared at her home in Damascus several weeks before. Uh, a mm-hmm. quote, a quote from the blog. Amina woke up in the middle of the night and saw her father outside talking to two young guys in the early 20s. I think they were just following orders. They didn't know what they were doing, Bagaria said. The two men eventually left without arresting uh, her father, Araf Olamari. But uh, since that day, we agreed that they might come back for her. It was only a matter of time. So in April, before going into hiding, she wrote that the Syria I always hoped was there but was sleeping has woken up. And I have to believe that sooner or later, we will prevail. Damn. Yeah, right. Get them, girl. Now, in May 2011, Araf wrote that she had gone into hiding after her father uh, reported that men came looking for her. And two weeks later, she's back on the blog. She says that she had been sent a fake message by someone posing as her partner, inviting her to meet at a hotel. Uh, Sabotage. Yeah, right? Now, this is funny to me. I don't know how, like, what level of familiarity uh these guys have with pretending to be a lesbian but like i wonder if they're like uh you you come to hotel for a great great kiss time now you know like (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know how it works yeah 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 yeah, yeah. we will rub our our butts together as we do (laughs) so uh let's see um shit fuck me i I have my phone i don't have my laptop with these i'm reading my, my little script off my phone here so uh yeah, so she also suspected that her email account's been hacked. So she was telling people, please don't contact me. You know, this is, uh, 
Uh, you know, uh, yeah, please do. Please don't contact me because things might, you know, that might give away my, my position. So in the weeks before her reported abduction, Amina had described traveling around Syria, sometimes in disguise. Uh, one time she said she rode inside a box on a truck. Uh, her, fr- her, her friend Bagaria said, and she also said at one point, Amina wore an Islamic headscarf and posed as her father's wife so that they could slip more easily through government checkpoints. Uh, yeah, her friend said when she was traveling with her very father. Very cinematic, this whole story. Yeah, very, very, very cinematic. Yeah. Uh, when she was traveling with her father she was grabbed by a soldier who said uh what is a lovely young girl like you doing with an old man like him bagaria recalled again bagaria is her, her home girl uh, now although she was purportedly in hiding and under threats of arrest uh, amina did continue to write her blog uh araf wrote that she would not flee syria she was going to stand her ground and that activists had to fight for a more free and open country so she also yeah. and she also explained her approach to nonviolence. she was a, a, a very a advocate of nonviolent um uh, protest now then it all kind of came crashing down on June 6, 2011. Amina Araf was uh, kidnapped by three armed men. And when she was on her way with a friend to a meeting in Damascus to meet with the protest organizer, she was described as walking in the area outside of the Abbasid bus station near <laughs> Fares Al Khori Street. Uh, you know, good old Al Khori Street. Yeah. Yeah. And she was on, on her way to meet a person with the, uh, the local coordinating committee, uh, a real opposition planning group. On the blog, uh, now, now on her blog, her cousin, uh, Rania Ismail, Ismail uh, reported that Amina was seized by three men, and according to the witnesses, the men were armed. They said that Amina hit one of them, told the friend to go find her father. One of the men then put his hand over Amina's mouth, and they hustled her into a red Dacia Logan with the sticker of with the window sticker of Basel Assad, who is the brother of Bashar al Assad. Yeah. So at this point, it's cool. It, it, Good thing they have uh, the. Um sticker of the guy who they're tagged for. That's always yeah. a good uh good move. Very discreet. Yeah, you know? very discreet. Yeah. It's like on uh, Jan Silent Bob strike back when he's like the signs and critters of Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> so now at this point the, the world knows about her abduction. Uh the online response in the LGBT community, mainstream media and social networking sites was rapid and extensive. Facebook pages were set up on the 6th of June calling for Araf's release. The free Amina Araf Facebook page had already gathered over 10,000 members by the night of June 7th. An activist tweeting the hashtag free Amina uh, on Araf's blog. Um, Ishmael, her cousin, wrote that they did not know whether Araf was in jail or held, held elsewhere. Um, a publication called Now Lebanon wrote that Araf was one of the ordinary, inspiring heroes of the Syrian revolution, known for her fearless, blunt accounts of political turmoil in the country and for her candidness about being gay. Brooklyn yeah. journalists and oh, so what's up? Just like, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> this girl. is a very exciting story. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even... I know that a scam is going to be revealed eventually. <laughs> yeah, 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 and yeah. I think I have an idea of who might be scamming whom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so, spinning a good yard. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this, this is all, uh, it's, it's all getting very uh, fast paced now. Uh, Brooklyn journalist Andrew Belonsky. Do you know him? No, I don't like, know him. They said he lives in Brooklyn. Do you know yeah, him? Yeah, he's, uh, you know, he lives in my building. He's my yeah, roommate. I see him. Hey, Andrew, how you doing? Uh, <laughs> so he wrote an article for Death and Taxes magazine saying that the U.S. government should use its power and influence to call for a Ross release. Uh, such a statement would, of course, prove that the U.S. remains committed to freeing citizens held overseas, uh, just as we have in North Korea and Iran. But an official declaration would also send two indispensable messages. It'll send that international governments must protect free speech and that democratic societies must respect LGBT equality. Uh, and on the, uh, actually on the 7th of June, the U.S. State Department said they were looking into the issue. So by this point, mid-2011, Amina's story had gone global. 
Uh, her loyal followers online began trying to share as much info on her as they could and mm-hmm. trying to theorize ways to help her. So at this point, everybody's getting together they're on these message boards. They're on Twitter and more of more of her followers are they're communicating and they're trying to hatch plans. And of course, with plans, you need information. So everybody's trying to swap as much info that they have. And, right. and they're starting to realize they don't really have a lot of info about yeah. Amina. Uh, and finally, somebody... Do they have... I, I- I haven't asked yet. Do they have pictures of her? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They have pictures. They. They. they okay. They, so there's, you, yeah. There's yeah. pictures of her. That's um, like from her blog. I yeah. Guess? Yeah. From her blog, and she also has. She. She's on every media platform. She's on Twitter. She's on Facebook. Okay. You know. So, so has she ever? Has she? Because they said like she got a lot of attention around the um, the upri- the beginning of the uprising before she went missing and everything. Did she ever do any TV spots or anything like that? Or no, is no. it just all from the internet? It was all from the internet. I believe okay. she may have done a few interviews uh, and stuff, you know, conducted remotely, but it was all, it was all yeah. through the internet. So, okay. so somebody asked, they were like here, like I, I, I'm envisioning the kind of sort of like community, uh, like, out, outrage like yeah the facebook groups like find her and all that yeah, stuff, and yeah, they're all talking yeah. And, okay yeah bring back our girls you know um right. I, I clap exactly. between every word uh <laughs> now and so someone finally asked the question has anyone actually met this lady they asked, yeah, yeah now there, was, there was pictures of amina people had spoken with her online and via email but had anyone actually met her and as they all began to speak out about it, they soon realized that the answer was no. No one had met her. Uh, people had spoke to her cousin. They had spoke to her friend, Sandra Bagaria, but none of her thousands of followers had ever once seen her in person. So... Here we go. Here we go. There, yeah, this just became a lie, cheat, and steal episode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so people began to scour the internet to verify the authenticity of her profile pictures on her social media. So on June 8th, uh, a woman named Yelena Lechik Lechich, Yelena Lechich, a Croatian national and expat to the U- to the UK, issued a statement that the pictures claiming to represent a uh, a Raf, um, on the on the blog were actually of herself. Uh, causing the Guardian and the Huffington Post to rapidly expunge, replace, and remove photos and articles they had previously hey. done about her. Now, that's that's like extra ridiculous too. That like, um, she used pictures of a Croatian woman and not even a Syrian person. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's almost that like far it's apart. Yeah, but it's it, like yeah, it's almost like she doesn't they have an understanding of uh, the Arab ethnic identity. You know, like I would say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, so yeah. Now. Uh, the Guardian and Huffington Post expunged and replaced and removed photos that had been taken from the newspaper's past articles. Uh, Lechich, the, the woman whose photos they were, uh, worked as an administrator at the Royal College of Physicians in London. Oh, that's what's up. And she was made aware of the issue by a friend. Uh, she actually appeared on the BBC uh, no, uh, show Newsnight. I'm fucking Brits. This is Newsnight. <laughs> but uh, to clarify that she had never known the Syrian woman. Hello, this is Newsnight. Yeah. Oh, welcome That's to Newsnight. <laughs> have you a Have you a quid? So she went. On, she went on news. What's that? <laughs> she went on Newsnight to basically say. Look, this isn't me. Yeah, this yeah, is- yeah. She was, you know, she was saying, like, hey, this, you know, that's that's that ain't me. Like, that's some other girl. That's me, but it ain't me. You know. Right. So right, sure. people start to dig deeper, right? They're like, who, who is Amina Arif, right? So they start going through like her online presence, like where she's been at, and they actually go get all the way back. The first appearance they can find of her is on a message board for a website called Let's Get Real. It's a popular online. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a good name. Yeah, I'm yeah. Enjoying that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get real, baby. Uh, all right, uh, uh, let's get real. It's a popular online forum for lesbian women. 
they found a 2008 interaction between Amina and the website's p- founder, Paula Brooks. Uh, Paula and her, her uh, correspondences were pretty flirty. Uh, they were definitely very flirty. They discussed literature, politics, and their shared love of sci-fi. And so uh, they get down to that. And now, and, and this is not lazy writing on my part. I don't was not able to find what the 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 thing was what the switch was so unfortunately i don't want to make anything up so there's less of a climax here there's more left but this is it it turns out amina arif is not a real person okay i think we all saw that coming now who who is this who is posting it i'd like you to i'd like to introduce you to thomas or tom mcmaster he was raised in harrisonburg virginia he graduated in 1994 from emory university in the greater atlanta area with a bachelor's degree in history wow so this is like this is interesting to me because i feel like I've, i've read a couple cases like this usually it's um Usually it's uh, about somebody who is pretending to have a a fatal illness. Yeah. Like a terminal illness. And they like catfish people into, into giving them sympathy and, and they always have sort of like crises and yeah. it's like, Oh, this is, this is her friend and she's in the hospital and stuff like that. But they're almost always women who do it. And they're almost always young. Yeah. So the yeah. fact that this was like kind of an older guy is interesting. Yeah. 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 Not it, older, it, but like, not young. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he was, he was 40. I mean, you know, I mean, that's that's yeah, ancient because, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to be 40 <laughs> for like 18 more years. So. Um, exactly. Either. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, just, just we're just two 22-year-olds trying to make our way in the world, Kath, you know? <laughs> exactly. Just, we have, we're just hungry, yeah. you know? Just. Yeah. <laughs> young and, and ready to uh take yeah. the world by yeah. storm that's us i for a, for a split second i thought i was gonna like two years ago I, was, I did a festival at mr fest in san marcus and i thought that uh andrew dismukes andrew clarkston and martin urbano and i believe kelsey were all kelsey kane we're all gonna we they needed to ride they're gonna ride in my car and they found mm-hmm. other plans but i was just like i was like man i hope they all ride in my car because as we're getting in i'm just gonna take like a selfie group photo and just be like just a bunch of young comics out here you know? <laughs> <laughs> taking whatever gigs we can yeah man. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah barely old enough to drink ready to fuck up this show let's do it uh <laughs> So yeah, Tom. So Thomas Meister was a, an aspiring author. Uh, he was a, a political fan. Uh, he, play, he paid attention to politics. Yeah, yeah, I'm just a fan of politics. You know the way we govern the world. I'm a fan of it. Uh, <laughs> McMaster said that, uh, and he basically he was, and at this point he was actually uh, doing his postgraduate studies in the University of Edinburgh in Scotland, and okay. he was, uh, uh, yeah, into political science. He liked to debate about it online, and he wanted to blog about the ongo- the human rights abuses in Syria. Now this is pretty uprising mind you so and so he said uh that you know he he didn't think anyone would take his opinion seriously if he was just you know tom mcmaster so he started he created this character amina araf and he was uh communicating with people online he started the blog the blog had a pretty good following but then when the arab spring started to happen the blog got a huge following and Mm -hmm. the thing as we've learned before in the past you have scams if people are, you know, the more people start paying attention, the fucking quicker that shit's going to, you know, do a tailspin. Right. Yeah. Right. And like the more the person behind it just is like, well, better double down. Yeah, better yeah, not come clean. Yeah. 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 We've reached the double down portion of the show. You know, like, uh, <laughs> so yeah. So he, he did that. And then, um, now, when he said he was doing the reason he said he did this is he wanted to write a novel based on you know the story of this this character Amina Arab this fake story yeah this fake story he wanted to write a yeah. novel so he wanted to research the role so he said to research the role he lived as her online what does that even mean I don't know. no you're 
you don't live as someone by uh, blogging about them from Virginia. Yeah, yeah. And being a forty-year-old man, like yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. method acting. You're writing that. No- you're writing that novel and pretending you're not writing that novel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you're also like you don't fucking like 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 the the the, the goings on with the Paula Brooks uh, of the Let's Get right. Real. Like they you're were just like a horny old weirdo. Yeah, she was definitely flirting. You know, like like that's like I you know. I'm going to say people have pretended to be lesbians on the internet for, for more nefarious reasons, but still it's not like, I would you know, say so. I yeah. would say it's, uh, I would say probably since the invention of the internet, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> old weirdos have been pretending to be lesbians on it. Yeah. And so, uh, now he said that when, when the, uh, obviously when the, the attention to the blog, uh, you know, uh, increased, uh, he, he, he just kind of went along with it. Well, so then, you know, he didn't know that Syria was going to fucking uprise. You know, he didn't know that there was going to be this huge right. Syrian civil war and that the entire fucking world was going to be paying attention to him. So uh, on, on June, uh, June 12th, website that broke it is a website called the Electronic Intifada. Uh, okay. It published evidence for its claims that uh, Amina was the product of Tom McMaster of Edinburgh, formerly of Atlanta. Uh, he did initially deny it, but later that day, the blog was updated with McMaster's admission that he was the sole author of the blog. The blog post titled <laughs> Apology to readers this is his apology uh i never expected this level of attention while the narrative voice may have been fictional the facts in this blog are true and not misleading as to the situation on the ground i do not believe oh man (laughs) just admit you were fucking lying dude you don't know what the facts on the ground are yeah you're not you're not the fucking yeah you're reading cnn and you're fucking blogging about it like you don't know like you like that's like classic uh like overeducated white male hubris is yeah, like yes yeah no i people don't pay enough attention to this so let me tell you exactly how it is yeah yeah and like just hiding behind this like identity of of somebody else who would be taken more seriously because it's like one of the few things that white men can't aren't given the leeway to speak to with authority like yeah yeah white men yeah. get to be experts on everything just yeah. pick one of the other nine million things that you can yeah, be right. in the <laughs> brewing beer uh making yeah. baskets on <laughs> my, my fucking I, I actually don't know about a lot of what white people do as I, I went brewing beer i went to immediately baskets i was like they, we do that right I, i'm sure i'll tell that's my that, cousin that wine you could be able to know a lot about wine yeah 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 wine uh or just you know yeah or, uh, history podcasts things <laughs> like like that, you know? sure, sure. So, um, so he said, I never fed it. Yeah. I feel that I've created an important voice for issues that I feel strongly about. I only hope that people pay as much attention to the middle East, uh, to the, the people of the middle East and their struggles in this year of revolutions. So that's kind of shitty right there. Like, gee, I wish you guys would quit focusing on me and my lie and focus on the real people. <laughs> other right. than the fact that I fucking literally held up a neon sign pointing to my lie. I was like, look, read about my lie. Right. So, and like, it's not like he, I don't know. He then made up a fucking spy novel, yeah. like a spy thriller. <laughs> yeah, this is very uh, this is very Norma Cowery. Uh, I was getting a yeah, lot. Yeah, of- it's extremely Norma Cowery yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, did it, did it get, yeah. He's stealing his idea from a woman of color. I get fucking nervous, this guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just cosplaying an oppressed minority. Yeah, who was um, cosplaying another oppressed minority? <laughs> <laughs> this is double cosplay, and I, I'm not into it. Uh, <laughs> but so he said that um, the events there are being shaped by the people living them on a daily basis. I have 
only tried to illuminate them for a Western audience. Uh, now, <laughs> McMaster, this is what happened, basically. McMaster's blog was getting all this attention, and he's married, and his wife did not know about this until, oh, wow. like, it fucking broke. She, yeah. didn't, she didn't know he had the fucking blog. She didn't know he was pretending to be a fucking gay Syrian girl on the internet. Right. Well, yeah, because he was trying to, like, get it in with forum moderators yeah 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 like he couldn't tell her yeah what if he was like like if he would, he's like and look and I, I assure you i only jacked off probably three or four times okay as <laughs> her i, you know, I was, did the blog for years and three four five times max i fucking <laughs> I, I i whacked it as amina like and that you know once the revolution started i completely stopped jacking it which is crazy because incidentally I just started jerking off a lot more during the Arab Spring totally unrelated yeah, yeah. look you live in an uncertain time you gotta get yeah. your cranks in when you can yeah. <laughs> get the cranks in when you can my, uh, when I lived in Connecticut uh, my fucking um, I had a taxi driver that I would call whenever when needed this is before mm-hmm. the, the great age that is that is Uber uh, <laughs> and my taxi driver was a dude named Hakeem and he was from Morocco and when Morocco got its turn at the Arab the, uh, the, in the Arab Spring Mm-hmm. I called him one day. He goes, oh, I cannot do it today, my friend. I am outside the Moroccan embassy in New York with my people, and we are we are make, changing the world, brother. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I was like, all right, Hakeem. Awesome. Yeah, he was cool. He told me, when he found out he did comedy, he told me a joke one time. And this is, uh, you know how people tell you awful jokes when you're a fucking comic? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and, Constantly. And in turn, I tell them awful jokes on stage. It's a, it's, yeah. it's, it's fair. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so he goes, uh He's like, let me tell you about the joke. He's like, okay, a guy gets into a cab, and the cab driver says, oh, would you like a, a Coke? And he goes, uh, no, I'm good. He goes, oh, have a Coke. They're cold. They're good. He goes, okay, so he has the Coke. And he goes, oh, would you like a small cake? And he goes, um, no. He goes, no, no, have, have some cake. It is very good. My wife made the cake. He goes, okay. So he eats the cake. He goes, would you like some almonds? And he just goes through all these snacks. And the guy is reluctant, and he pa- pesters him into eating them. And then at the end, he goes, okay, your cab ride will be $50. He goes, it's only $10 from my house to my work. And he goes, yes, but you had a cake, almonds, and a Coke. <laughs> Classic. Uh, yeah. Have we talked about um, Scam City on this podcast before? Uh, I, 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 I thought City? this podcast was Scam City. Kath. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a show. If anybody out there is looking for scam-related uh, television com- content, there's a show on Netflix called Scam City. And it's just this like British guy and he, his whole thing is that he just goes to different places and acts like a Mark tourist, a tourist. Uh, yeah. So like, he just sort of like wanders around and tries to get scammed. And then <laughs> yeah. once people scam him, he like tells them that they're on hidden camera and everything and then interviews them about the scam. And like, 90% of the time, the people pulling off the scam are like completely happy to talk about it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Their work. Just like, yeah, you people come here and you have way more money than us. Yeah. So we're going to take it. Yeah, it's, it's a good show. It's, yeah, that, that's what's up. I like that. There was a. They had, there's like a, the one about India has like a long, like long meandering cab ride that's sort of similar to that like oh, okay. just <laughs> getting up charges and stuff it's yeah. really funny yeah uh there's there was a show on mtv back in the day that seems like a much douchier version of that where essentially this guy's going around trying to scam people and he would have like a main scam each episode and like one of them they they got to they got a ski resort to shut down the their their mountain for the day and let him and his friends ski on it in private because they said that they were from the california board of tourism and they were going to shoot a commercial and he, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then like, but he would open up with a little small scam, and like one of them was literally, he's like, all right, let's just get some uh, get some food, get get the day started. And he went through a McDonald's dumpster and just snagged a receipt. And he was like, you always want to get one that has like an alteration to it. And one of them said like burger, no onions. And he comes up, he's like, hey, uh, I got my burger and it had onions. They just gave him a burger, <laughs> like, yeah, just really a real shit bag shit. But uh, so that's a good like life hack if you ever. Uh yeah. Oh, yeah. Need, yeah. Yeah. Need some food. Just yeah. check that. Check that uh, dumpster right by the drive-through. Yeah. Like right. People <laughs> yeah. walk through the, the drive-through. Yeah. I'm sure you can find some some in there. Do you, um, man? There's a book. It's like by some like counterculture uh, figurehead. Uh, it's a, a female author, but it's called Steal This Book. And uh, oh, Abby Hoffman. Abby Actually, Hoffman. a dude, but his name is Abby. Oh, it's a dude. Okay, shit. Well, there you go. I, I now that you know now that I said the word out loud, Abby Hoffman. I know that is a guy. But I remember <laughs> in high school, this kid, this a uh, fake punk kid named Casey. If you're out there, Casey, fuck you. You're a fraud. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ain't punk. But uh, he fucking was talking about, he was like, yeah, this lady, this lady, Abby Hoffman has this book. It's called Steal This Book and it teaches how to get over on things. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I remember he finally got it. He brought it to school and I read it. And like a lot of it was just like digging the trash. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, there's food in the trash. Go in there and eat it. Like it wasn't, I was like, this is not nearly as ingenious as I thought it was going to be. I already, yeah. It's not really secret. They're just things most people have too much dignity to do. <laughs> Steal this book and lose your dignity and you'll never go hungry again. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, so, so McMaster, yeah, so his wife didn't know what was going on. So he starts to talk about when the uprising happened, all the attention he was getting, and he felt that the fucking, you know, the, the, the flames getting to his feet. <laughs> he yeah. orchestrated the kidnapping thinking that it would just be, that would be the end of it go away so yeah. he killed her off basically. yeah yeah because they're gonna kill off his character and like little did he know that the world was like no and they just like oh sprung into action to save this very fleshed out character that he had made uh <laughs> so yeah so he uh now let's see so eventually the world came to that he apologized he told his wife about it and you know what's crazy is like if you've ever, you know, if you've been in a relationship and you have a like, uh, I don't know, like a secret, you know, don't don't keep secrets, but sometimes it happens, and you just feel like you're fucking like, like the like the room's closing in on you sometimes, and you're like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, imagine feeling like that for two fucking years, and the secret that you're hiding is that you have oh a, a double God. life uh, as an internationally known fucking like uh, uh, Syrian teenage lesbian. Like, you're not a teenager; she's in her twenties, but like, still, it's just his poops must have been something else. <laughs> His whole digestive system must have just been completely shot for living like that for two years. He's just sitting there. Oh, man. Like, I, I bet, like, his wife was, like, noticed that he was, you had to be irritable at this point, you know? And then she's yeah. like, what's, what, why is he always all fucking angry and stuff? And it's like, he's like, oh, excuse me, Tom, what? <laughs> like, yeah. What's just the matter, Tom? wound real tight. Yeah, wound right, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Whenever he got, like, a minute to himself, he just, like, closed the door, like, collapses against it, just, like, wringing his hair. Like, <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> oh, man, that's so fun. So, yeah, so. <laughs> He uh, he fucking uh, he, he comes through, he comes clean. He breaks into the world. Uh, the uh, nothing happened to him because I mean, like, it's, unfortunately, that's it's not illegal. And I guess I wouldn't right. I wouldn't want it to be illegal to pass a law that made that illegal would be a little weird to enforce. You know, like it, it would it would give rise to like weird shit. Like it sucks. You shouldn't do it. But uh, his his university. I think you should get pub, you should get socially punished though. Obviously, and on June twenty fourth, two thousand eleven, the University of Edinburgh, where he was working on his uh, his undergrad, uh, released a statement stating that they were very concerned about the reported activities of McMaster, uh, but not concerned about the events in Syria.
Syria, assholes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was whoa. definitely his response. Yeah, whoa, whoa, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're very worried about this white guy. He's like, see, that's the problem. Uh, so they said they would also investigate the matter in the context of Edinburgh's university's dignity and respect policy and list of disciplinary disciplinary offenses. Um, I got to bring up an article where it says what happened to Tom McMaster. What happened to Tom McMaster? He jumped off the Tallahatchie bridge. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got, you guys know the song, right? That classic song. No, I have no idea what you're singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was a song. Uh, Billy Joe McAllister jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge. I have no idea what yeah, song yeah. <laughs> It's a song about Billy Joe McAllister, and she jumps off the Tallahatchie, Tallahatchie <laughs> Bridge. That's a very sad song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she had a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, let's see. Um, yeah, so this is the kind of the follow-up on him. Uh I don't, so I don't want to donate to Syria. I just want to read about the guy. Okay, here we go. <laughs> See, Pat, you're exactly the problem. I am. Yeah, but I don't lie about it. I'm very aware. So, um, yeah. So, uh, now, people did did call. The, there was not. There wasn't not consequences, though, because uh, McMaster's blog, A Gay Girl in Damascus, featuring you know this, this gay character, um, you know, the, the government, uh, they knew about the blog. They were probably under the impression that it was all, that it was real. So you have to think there was probably women like seized or disappeared in, in connection, like or suspicion for yeah. writing this blog. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, so it's not it's not a victimless crime. So not to like you know get to kid glove it. I mean, like for him it was victimless, but I'm sure on the on the ground, which he cares to, seems to care so much about. You know, uh, somebody could have been somebody could very well could have been hurt. Other bloggers, yeah, probably suffered yeah, o- for this. Other bloggers who were, yeah, not not just could have been more than likely suffered, and we just didn't hear about it because yeah. of the fucking media blackout. When I used to sell cell phones, um, I people would like this is like in two thousand and like well, this is right around the time of the Arab Spring, and the world hadn't been convinced yet that they needed a smartphone, and my job was to convince them one person at a time. And so mm-hmm. many people were hesitant to get smartphones, and you'd always hear like. I think it's all just stupid. It's just all just, ooh, I'm, I'm on social media. I'm taking a dump, blah, 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 blah. People would always just say weird shit like that. And they would be like, nothing important ever happens on there. And I was like, actually, we would not know that Syria was shooting its own citizens in the street had it not been for Twitter. And Classic. It, yeah, and I was just Classic looking up. Using a third world uh, <laughs> political conflict to sell stuff is truly the American yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a colonialist and I've, I've, I've held to that. <laughs> No, Mad fact. That is a businessman right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm trying to find out what happened to this dude. Um, yeah. So he, uh, let's see. He, uh, maybe I should continue to use, uh, no. Oh yeah. No, he also, um, that they started looking into his, uh, his like, his IP address and things that he had done. And, uh, actually on the 24th of June, after he issued the apology, there was still instances, uh, from his IP address of Amina Araf, uh, commenting on things. So he didn't <laughs> quite, yeah, he didn't learn his fucking lesson. No. So, um, yeah, the, well, he had all those like online girlfriends to attend to. Oh probably. yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, Hey, you know what? Uh, Amina here. I just got out of the political game and now I'm just all about fucking like, let's, let's, <laughs> so let's cyber. Let's do this. <laughs> So basically, he was asked to give in writing uh, an unequivocal assurance that you will not engage in any further actions of this kind whilst a student of this university. And McMaster responded in July 2011. 
following the exact letter of the law, quote, I will not engage in any further actions of this kind whilst a student of the university. <laughs> <laughs> Just copied and pasted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Story of his fucking life. But, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so he, um, he essentially, uh, they said they're uncomfortable with his activities, but he didn't get, he didn't get booted, uh, from all accounts. He, yeah, yeah. He finished his fucking, uh, his undergrad work and now does, yeah, Lord knows what. But, yeah, has some kind of job. I bet we could find him on LinkedIn or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Doing something. I mean, yeah. clearly he must be at least a somewhat serviceable writer if all these people were reading this and believed yeah. it and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, uh, I hope. I hope he's just like a technical writer or something. I wouldn't want to give a asshole money for a book. But, yeah, 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 exactly. But he clearly has some kind of skill. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing, and it's, it's it's weird. It's like you'll like I know we relate everything to comedy on this thing because that's all we fucking do and know. But all we know, yeah, yeah. You'll see like comics do that. Who like you know if somebody is like a serviceable comedian, like they do the job, they get last, but they, you know, they lie about a creditor. They, they, they take a little shitty underhanded thing. And it's like, dude, you didn't have to do that. Like, right. You, 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 like, you, would, like, you would have been fine. Like yeah. if you, if you just, if you, if you take <clears throat> shortcuts, it fucks you over in the long run. Cause yes. nobody respects you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's, that's the, that's the exact thing. So don't do that. But a fun little end cap here that I just think is, is just, <laughs> it's just, it's just, wow, this is hilarious. Um, so uh, he he had a, a flirty online relationship with Paula Paula Brooks, the founder of Let's Get Real, uh, lesbian mm-hmm. thing. Um, give me one moment. I gotta bring this old doohickey up. Uh, shit, I'm sorry. I my my bad. I don't have my laptop of the day. I have my phone, so it's like not as easy to just hop around from all the shit I need to look at. It's okay. Look, the people need to know we have. We, we put effort into these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It We're, takes time. Yeah. We have multiple articles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiple sources have come through, come forward. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it turns out... Uh, oh, fuck. I'm going to re- hit my little reload button here. Come on. This is from a watch. I'm waiting for this big reveal. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is, <laughs> uh, this is the, the, the end credit scene to end all end credit scenes. Um <laughs> It's like the part, yeah, at the end of like the movie about college where it freeze frames on the person and then it says what they went on to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so he, like you said, he had this uh, this this flirty, fun relationship with uh, Paula Brooks mm-hmm. uh, of the the founder of Let's Get Real. Let's uh, Get Real, Les, a celebrity Les. in her corner of the world. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, in the in the wake of the uh, Amina Araf re- reporting and investigating, uh, they found out that. Uh, Let's get real. Owner Paula Brooks is actually Ohio resident Bill Graber. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. A retired construction worker from Ohio. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, he said. Uh, let's get real. I wonder the percentage of people on Let's Get Real that are actually lesbian women. Oh man, I'm sure it's less and less as the time goes as the days go on. <laughs> but um, yeah, so this was uh, that happened and it got caught. And uh, when they talked to um, to old fucking uh, McMaster about it, uh, he said that it was a uh, a a train wreck that just accidentally bumped into another train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, man. at least he has a good sense of humor about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
they're, if they're flirting on the message boards where you can see it, I mean, 100%, they were fun. They were cyber yeah. in, in, like, in, the, in the private chat and they were giving excuses as to why they couldn't send the photo. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ooh, awesome. Using this app actually on an iPod Touch. No camera. It's an early model. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that is the uh, that is the story of Amina Araf and uh, subsequently the story of uh, Tom McMaster and Bill Graber, which is one B short from being Bill Grabber, which is pretty cool. <laughs> so yeah, I guess we uh, uh, the question was it worth it? No, <laughs> no <laughs> not at all. Not. Not, absolutely not worth it at all. Don't no, do that. No, no good uh, material gains. Really, just <laughs> fu- possibly fucked up a bunch of people's lives. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cybered with a member of the gender that you were not attracted to. <laughs> just nothing good came of this. Yeah, nothing good at all. Uh, don't do that. Uh, if you are an aspiring writer, just write a fucking book. Like you don't, you don't have to be like a million little pieces, dude. Like you don't need to do that. Just be a good fucking writer. And I'm not saying it's going to work every fucking time, but like it's never going to work out the way you want it to. If you start, if your entire foundation is built on a fucking lie, like it's, it's deceiving people. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, even like if you want to write a blog, in character or something go for it just have a disclaimer that yeah 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 it's I, it's a character piece of like piece of character work fictional work yeah it's really yeah. not that hard yeah it, it, then people won't get invested in your story and start an international manhunt what's funny is like the fucking justice department got involved like that and then yeah. what's also fucked up about this is like and this unfortunately happens i think more to the left is we, we, we get caught up in a fucking a cause and yeah. I, and like, I, I think it happens to us just cause uh, I, you know, and I, and I say us cause I'm, I mean, I'm, I get pretty leftist leaning in my politics, but I know you're definitely, you know, actually involved in doing shit, but like there, you know, you, you hear a story like that and you're just like, fuck, that's an injustice. And like, it is technically what it was described was an injustice, but it's, you know, it's, it's not, uh, it, it's, if you care, you get hurt, you know? <laughs> right. Like, like if you get invested in this story yeah. and it, you know, you, you try to, it's, it's taking advantage of people who ultimately are just trying to do the right thing, which is yeah, exa- like, yeah. real shitty. Yeah. Which it, is why it's like pretty good that those two dudes scammed each other and had cyber sex. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh man. I bet that fucking orgasm just haunts him. <laughs> Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, like, is that one guy like called upon the Justice Department? He's like, you know, we need to make sure this is real. It's kind of like that little fucking kid and goddamn, uh, what do you call it? Um, the 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 little uh, oddly faced kid uh, 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 who whose mom was racist, who scammed the whole fucking country. Oh, the bullying. Yeah, the bullying yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. man. yeah. And like, I, I on, on last podcast they ended with this the other day. They were just like, yo, don't. don't film your fucking kids keep your kids off the internet don't shame them yeah. don't punish them online i don't know keep all this shit off the internet don't don't put anything on the internet god damn it it's evil out there but that's my that's my old man rant that's that's me getting my fucking <laughs> yeah but yeah don't do that that's definitely not worth it um so yeah this is going to be coming out tomorrow right ethan yeah, or, yeah so uh if this is going uh kath you got anything coming up this week you want to Plug. I don't fucking know. I don't think so. Yeah. If this comes, I, uh, I'm I'm going home for Christmas. That'll be fun. <laughs> Catch Kath in New come Hampshire. Check me out. Yeah, yeah. At, at the Barbadoro house. <laughs> yeah, come check me out at the Barbadoro resident. I'm hoping to get uh, some nice shirts for Christmas. Hell so. Yeah. Uh, Catch me wearing one of those. Yeah, yeah. Pat, what yeah. do you have going on uh, tomorrow night? Um, if this if this comes out on Wednesday, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, uh, and I mean the current Wednesday, which will be the 
I don't know what tomorrow is. On oh, the 20th. Yeah. So if you're listening to this on the 20th of December in 2017, uh, <laughs> I'm going to be at Spider House Ballroom uh, doing a live episode for one of our other uh, amazing uh, um, Body Tape International podcasts, uh, Why Should We Care, hosted by Chris Tellez oh, cool. and AJ Henderson. They're doing a live episode. So it's going to be at Spider House at 8 o'clock. Uh, That's fun. Be fun. Everybody go to that. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. So, uh, yeah, that being said, um, you know, check out Catheter House. Check out me at Spider House. And, uh, yeah, guys, don't forget to listen, like, rate, share, and subscribe, and uh, leave a five-star review if you liked it. Uh, if you don't, you know, you know, kick rocks. You know, we don't need you. No, I'm kidding. Uh, stick around <laughs> even if you hate us, please. Uh, yeah, anyways, um, I'm Pat Royce, and, uh, yeah, don't get caught. <laughs> Don't get caught. All fuck TJ right. Miller. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck TJ Miller. And he should get caught. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm glad he got caught. Yeah, okay, yeah. Bye. All right, peace. <laughs>